You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. One of those at table with Jesus said to him, Blessed is the one who will dine in the kingdom of God. He replied to him, A man gave a great dinner to which he invited many. When the time for the dinner came, he dispatched his servant to say to those invited, Come, everything is now ready. But one by one, they all began to excuse themselves. The first said to him, I have purchased a field and must go to examine it. I ask you, consider me excused. And another said, I have purchased five yoke of oxen and am on my way to evaluate them. I ask you, consider me excused. And another said, I have just married a woman and therefore I cannot come. The servant went and reported this to his master. Then the master of the house in a rage commanded his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in here the poor and the crippled, the blind and the lame. The servant reported, Sir, your orders have been carried out and there, still there is room. The master then ordered the servant, Go out into the highways and hedgerows and make people come in that my home may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men and women who were invited will taste my dinner. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We're in a whole series of meals in these recent Gospel passages. And today we have beautiful teachings, like the very first line of one of the people eating with Jesus commented, blessed is the one who will dine in the kingdom of God. So that raises a question, are you planning on that? Are you looking forward to that? Is that one of your ambitions, that you will be dining in the kingdom of heaven? And if that is so, then it means that there is some very important level that is the point of my life. And most of the time we are concerned about things here, about the air conditioner, about the heating, or about the food, or about the clothes. And they're all necessary things. But how much time do we spend contemplating heaven? When you see children playing football, they're watching the stars. They're watching the, they want to imitate them. All of the different sports. There's always a surge in sports when there's a world competition in that particular sport. And they want to do it. We have to start looking at the kingdom of heaven. And we're at the end of the liturgical year. And so it's a parallel to the end of our lives. Today, I spoke with the family of my uncle and also saw him on, through the uh, WhatsApp um, video, saw him breathing with great difficulty. And he's 93 years old, close to 94. 
And so it's um, a moment when he is seemingly, he's not able to communicate, but maybe he can still hear us when we speak to him. And we can't wait for those moments to be planning the kingdom of heaven, to be planning when we're going to eternal life. We have to have a thirst for it now. Blessed is the one who will dine in the kingdom of God. That person was turned on by that thought. They were expecting eternal life. And I was thinking because of this and also because of my uncle and then later speaking with his almost 90-year-old sister who was a nun, served much of her life in Africa, and realizing how fast life moves on, how fragile we are. And we had the thought yesterday, I think it was also about your reward will be great in heaven. You might be neglected here, you might be ignored, you might be not recognized, but your reward will be great in heaven. These readings are leading us, these texts of scripture, into a desire for heaven. And we need to have this. And actually, as much as we could develop an incredible craving and passion for eternal life with God, God has a bigger passion for us to come to eternal life. It's fascinating. And he wants his heaven filled. And this, all this, this rhetoric here, you know, is very powerful to get us into our brain that God wants us. He's waiting for us. He sent us invitation. And I was thinking about my childhood, you know, all the different things. You don't uh, go and, and desire heaven just like that. It's a whole process of life. And I must say I'm very thankful to my family that trained me to pray. Because those little prayers, as small little children pray, are so important. We learn that morning prayers and little evening prayers. I wonder if a lot of children are still learning those probably but the importance and the role of grandparents teaching those prayers that you knew as a little child to your grandchildren when they visit. There are so many little ways to awaken and prepare the soul to long for heavenly joy, for heaven with God forever. And that's bigger than death. And that's bigger than suffering in this world. And that's bigger than anything we can accomplish in this life. That's the reason we exist. We were created to go to heaven. That's the purpose. Some people think they were created to be an influencer, or they were created to be a musician, or they were created to do some job. That's training. And that's the beauty of the first reading today in the letter to the Romans about all the different gifts and how we all are called to do something for people, to teach, to serve, to contribute, to finance, to do it with generosity and to carry out acts of mercy. Everybody's called to do that with cheerfulness. Let love be sincere, hate what is evil, hold on to what is good. There's a whole um, manner of living. Imagine the, the desire of coming to pray together as a community. That's a foretaste of heaven, to participate in the Eucharist. Thanks be to God, it was never a question if we would go to Mass on Sundays. And we went by bicycle three and a half miles and it wasn't always sunny in Ireland, you know that. Lots of rain. But that was a training to taste the goodness of the Lord, to be with the Lord, to leave the comfort little zone we had, even to brave the rain and the wind and the sleet and the whatever hail, and go to Mass. That's part of the training. We need these things. 
we used to say the family rosary, and every third set back then, now there are four sets of mysteries with the luminous mysteries, but the glorious mysteries, contemplation of heaven, especially the assumption of Our Lady, the coronation of Our Lady, Queen of Heaven and Earth. And these mysteries were taking our minds to heaven. And we can't improvise that. We need to grow step by step, a little bit all every day. And one of the most practical ways to go to, into the communion with God is communion with others, serving them. We're praying today for justice and peace in our world. And it starts in the family, justice and peace. If there's injustice inside the family, there won't be peace. How can there be peace? Injustice between spouses, between spouse and children, towards the grandparents, a sense of justice. We always fault injustice, we always fail injustice because we're imperfect, but to rebuild justice, to have justice as a standard. And without justice, we cannot have peace. We can only expect conflict. So let us pray in our world today that we will grow in this way that we will grow as people of peace, of people of justice, because that's a preparation for heaven as well. We can't go in there wielding swords into heaven. That doesn't work. That's not the way heaven is. We have to go in as people of peace. In you, O oh Lord, I have found my peace. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.